they're able it's not necessarily easy for Rachel to get back to Dolphin Morph through her own self but she manages it mm-hmm. um, and the, the being in Dolphin Morph brings like reprieve because of how they think mm-hmm. uh, and it's easy to like shrug off like all the weariness and stuff like that because it's just yeah fresh DNA ready to go And they head out to sea, and that is when they see uh, the... Well, they pick it up on echolocation first, don't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. The shape imprinted in the deepest DNA archives of the dolphin brain. Yeah. Uh, 20 feet vast, perhaps 10,000 pounds. From its back, a long, straight dorsal fin rose. Echolocation did not show color, but I knew that when it got closer, I would see a black and white pattern. It's a killer whale coming straight towards them. Um, and uh, anyone who has done any research uh, beyond the movie Free Willy knows that killer whales are called killer <laughs> whales for a fucking reason. Um, like, these <laughs> these motherfuckers can and will murder a bitch. Um, yeah, like, as as they're, they're related to dolphins. Like, mm-hmm. they're of a, is it genus? Similar like genus? I don't I don't, I'm not a biologist, um, mm-hmm. but like they're similar enough. Like they've got a lot of intelligence going on, mm-hmm. and they are, evolutionary speaking, designed to kill. Mm-hmm. Like the name ain't a cute nickname. Like, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Look, do some googling if you're inter- if you're interested in nature and you don't have like a delicate constitution when it comes to that kind of thing. Like watching like kill whales go after seals and stuff like that is mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, but they will also eat dolphins. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the kids figure out that this is weird because this isn't a lone orca, mm-hmm. um, and they usually hunt in packs. Yeah, um. and Jake is just like, "Oh, it's just one. We just need to outthink because mm-hmm. um, we can't outfight or outrun." Yep. Um, Tobias gets the idea. Hide beneath. Uh, the nearby Coast Guard boat because the sound of the motor will drive him away or keep him away at least. Um, and it probably would have worked uh, with a normal killer whale, uh, but of course the killer whale speaks. Um, Haha, do you think the propeller sounds will scare me off? Nice try. Six thought speak voices said the identical word at the same time. David. Yes, David, he said with grim satisfaction. Five little dolphins and one big orca. Let's see how that works out. Because he's not paying close enough attention, and he is so fucking full of himself that he doesn't even bother counting. He still mm-hmm. thinks Tobias is dead. Yeah, and so um, they figure out... Uh, Axe is the one that suggests that if David is only expecting to see five of them, one of them can slip away and... Uh, morph into something that can take him mm-hmm. and so cassie does mm-hmm. so she hangs back um jake reminds axe not to call him prince jake um and the rest of them need to keep david busy yeah uh and he's just so, he's such a fucking he's a shit He's a shithead. Uh, hey, I'm Free Willy. Free Willy's hungry. <laughs> uh, but Rachel calls out to him, like, why don't you tell that joke to Visser 3? Maybe he'll arrange for you to die laughing. Um, 
And he's like, oh, Rachel, that's you, right? Psycho Rachel? I'm the psycho. That's good. Coming from a certified nutcase like you, David. Uh, I'm nuts. Hey, I'm not the one threatening to kill anyone's parents, you crazy witch. We all know he did not say witch. Yeah, this is the PG version <laughs> of uh, a certain word. Yes. Um, there it was, blurted out for all the others to hear. I didn't threaten your parents. I lied. Yeah, you did, he said. And even I could hear the ring of truth. Did you know that, Big Jake? Did you know that, Cassie, with all your moralizing? Did you know Rachel threatened to kill my parents? How about you, Andalite? He has a name. Of course we know Smartmouth Marco would approve. No one said a thing. No one came to my defense. I felt hollow all of a sudden, like I could feel their silence as a big hole in my insides. Who were they to be judging me? Which of them hadn't done things they were ashamed of? Was I ashamed? Was that what I was saying? No time for that now, because David uh, swims at them. <clears throat> and Jake's like, all right, well, whoever he chases, the others will come in and aim for his eyes. Um, I was still waiting for him to say something, like maybe, it's okay, Rachel, no big deal. But nothing, nothing. I wanted to scream at him. Why did you let me go after David if you didn't think I was going to threaten him, you hypocrite? Uh, but there's still no time for that. Yeah. So we have some <laughs> cat and mouse. Uh, David is going after <clears throat> Axe, uh, but Rachel like taunts him to get him to chase her. Mm -hmm. um, like she's going to attack him, but then just like changes direction, uh, jumps out of the water briefly. Um, and David looks like he might try to snatch her out of the air as she comes back to the surface, but then she has, uh, he wasn't able to jump as high. Mm -hmm. um, so Rachel hits the water and not his mouth. Um, but yeah, and the plan works at this point. Like whenever he's focused on one, one of the others will uh, uh, like catch him from the side. Mm -hmm. um, and Rachel's keeping the focus on her. She's doing um, the, a pretty good job of uh, yeah, the, dodging the swimming, him. The swimming underneath him is great. Mm -hmm. Like swimming upside down, belly to belly, mm -hmm. and getting into his blind spot. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but then he switches targets. Yeah. So she grabs his toe, which you know, bad choice. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, her, like teeth get ripped out of her jaw. Um. I have just noticed that it's described as kicked, and I'm like, I don't think that's how you describe that motion. Maybe it is. I don't know. I've never thought to. I always, yeah. It's yeah, fine. Dolphin kick. I think dolphin kick is like a swimming term. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but um, Rachel's kind of spaced out, understandably. Um, um, but as David is closing in on Rachel, uh, Cassie shows up. Uh, in the morph that can defeat an orca. But yeah, a humpback whale. Mm -hmm. Just like, hi, David, it's me, Moby Cassie. Why don't you leave my friend Rachel alone? Uh, and if Rachel, had, uh, if, sorry, if David had known anything about whales, he would have known that like a humpback is basically powerless. It's just big. Mm -hmm. um, Huge. Yeah, but there's, I guess there's something about seeing a creature the size of a house coming after you that makes you want to leave the area. Mm hmm. Um, but as David retreats, it's Rachel that he calls back to. Yep. That there'll be another time. <clears throat> yep. 
we cut to Rachel the next morning. Uh, she's just like, I'm just, I'm not going to school. I do not care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but very early in the morning, uh, she hears very somber, muted voices, no laughter. She just goes back to sleep. Uh, Jordan comes up and wakes her up. Um, and, uh, tells her that Sadler, their cousin who is in the hospital, uh, is doing very poorly. He's not doing very well. They think he's going to die. Um, and Rachel is just like, cause she, she can't really muster. <laughs> She's like, yes, this is very sad, but also, this feels very distant to me right now. <clears throat> and so she's just like, oh, that's too bad. Um, and Jordan is like, that's all you can say. Uh, she obviously wants uh, reassurance um, from her big sister. Uh, so Rachel sits up <clears throat> and tells Jordan to come closer and kind of sits next to her. Um, and she says, look, it's a bad thing. It's about as bad a thing as there is. I mean, he's just a kid. His parents are going to be so messed up after this. I know how you feel. Um, and they, they share this just like really nice heart to heart, um, where she gets to be the older sister to her, you know, younger sibling. And, um, it's, she is able to, uh, sympathize with Jordan, who is like, you know, I feel really bad because I feel kind of glad it isn't me. Um, and Rachel can way too accurate, accurately uh, mm -hmm. relate to that feeling. Um, and, you know, she's like, it's, it's not right to think those things necessarily, but it's pretty normal. Um, you don't want to think it could happen to you, so you have to come up with excuses. Um, and you, you can get angry at the person that it happened to, like, how dare he make me feel this way? So on and so forth. Um, but yeah, they have this really, really nice moment and Jordan seems to look like she feels a little better. Um, and says that mom says we can stay home from school today, you know, just in case. Um, and she walks off. Um. And Rachel kind of staggers to the bathroom because, like, she's up now. Um, might as well kind of wake up a little bit. And then the creepiest fucking scene happens. Uh-huh. Because David speaks up in thought speak. Ooh, I never realized you were so wise and all. I jumped straight up. I spun around. Search, search, search. Nothing. Nothing in the shower. Nothing on the floor. Nothing on the ceiling. I stood there very, very awake. What do you want, David? I just wanted to hear your deep wisdom, Rachel, he said. What's the matter? Does it make you nervous having me around? I kept searching the room, inside the medicine cabinet, nothing. Then slowly, with a creeping, crawling sensation of disgust, I realized he could be anywhere. He could be on me. Should I go get some flea powder? I asked the empty bathroom. I tried to sound tough and indifferent, like I wasn't scared. You have to put up a wall between you and the fear, Rachel, he mocked. You have to cut yourself off from it. Tell yourself you're safe, Rachel. You have to tell yourself that bad stuff only happens to people who are careless or stupid or evil, Rachel. He's throwing the words that he she just told Jordan back at her. 
Um, what do you think you're accomplishing, David? I asked. I'm sending you a message, Rachel, he said with silky intensity. See, I know where you live, Rachel. That's my message. You want to threaten me? I know where you live. I had to fight down the panic that was competing with rage in my head. I couldn't let him know he'd gotten to me. My family isn't part of this. So you say, your parents are controllers now. That makes them different. Are you 100% sure that your mother and your sisters aren't controllers? I swallowed hard. I had to remain calm. That was the point. I had to remain calm. If I blew up, he knew, he'd know he had power over me. You want to go after little girls, you gutless piece of crap? You said you wouldn't hurt humans who weren't in morph. I always knew that was bull. A coward like you has no honor. It was a pathetic, obvious ploy. Would he fall for it? It depended. How did David see himself? You want rules, Rachel? I'll give you rules. Give me the blue box and I'm gone. I'll go to some other city. I'll take what I need. I have the power, but I want that box. What for, you idiot? You want to make more Animorphs? Why? So that they can do, do to you what you're trying to do to us? I guess that made him think. I thought it might. Stay away from my family, Rachel. I'll stay away from yours. Just you and me. That's the deal. You and me. I'll take that challenge, I said. Cool. Now, hey, go ahead and enjoy your shower. He was silent after that. He said nothing more. Maybe he was really gone. But for the first time, I decided to skip my shower. So I'm gross. Just like, the worst. It's, it's so gross. It's like it makes your skin crawl with just mm-hmm. the the invasion of privacy and yeah. gloating about the power and like it's it's so horrifying because of their genders and like he keeps repeating her name in like this weird power play and it mm-hmm. just the sum of it when he tells her to like go enjoy her shower like it is hard to describe how potently the misogyny jumps out of the page here mm-hmm. the creep factor like the the skin crawling kind of just grossness mm. it's hard to explain that beyond just like a very deep-seated gut reaction to everything that's happening at least for this, me yeah no agreed and there's such like a casual entitlement that he feels yeah. he has to her space yeah which isn't surprising given all of his behavior up to this point but to have it like that Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's a reason why you see in like horror movies and stuff like that, like you see people attacked in bathrooms a lot because it's mm-hmm. a space where you're vulnerable. Because often you might be getting changed or you're like very tired, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like, <sighs> and also when you think about like there's such a harsh light often in bathrooms and stuff like that, and it's just, and it's supposed to also be a place that you should be able to feel safe, mm-hmm. like you're in your home. Like, we know that also, like, if I'm remembering rightly, Rachel and one of her sisters shared a bathroom. At least they did before the house had to get mm-hmm. remodeled. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, but, yeah. And it's also, like, not just that fear for herself in that moment. Like, yeah. But th- this is, like, 
as as I said before, like it's a power play, one hundred percent. It's just like, yeah, I can be in your house. Um, and like we gave the warning for the door, this is stalking. Yes. Um, and should be viewed and with as much like uh, with all that deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it says a lot that she fully believes that he would sit in the bathroom and watch her shower. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like we know Rachel's not an overly paranoid person. Mm-hmm. And like, but, and, and I'll say this, and I feel like this is true of anyone that's sort of like socialized female or even like a member of a marginalized group. Mm-hmm. You are like incredibly aware of, um, my brain just completely disappeared with the thought, but like, oh no, okay. It, you very quickly can get vibes about certain kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Like your spider sense goes off. Like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't want to be alone around that person. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about Rachel is she's always been very savvy about people. Mm-hmm. Generally. Like, and yeah, no, I, I, I can totally like be with just like, yeah, nah. If she wouldn't put it past him to stay and watch, I think that's very telling of the kind of behavior he's been exhibiting that maybe we haven't even seen all of. Yeah. But yeah. That, that Rachel fully believes he's the sort of person that would do that. Yeah. So. Which is why in a lot of like fan works, like I, Jen and I have mentioned, like he doesn't, he, it's weird because he didn't seem as overtly terrible as he did does in like in our memories and in things mm. we've read and it's because you get this shit mm-hmm. and you extrapolate yeah um and it kind of overtakes what you may have explicitly read to yes. reading between the lines mm-hmm. and seeing all of that and it like it puts everything in such a different context yeah and it really strongly colors your perception of what kind of person he is mm-hmm. in general, just from like these brief interactions we see here. Yeah. It's one of those things like uh, they say that you can really tell a lot about a person by how they like talk to wait staff mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. customer service people. The way David talks to Rachel, and this is arguably from the jump, when nobody is around to hear what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also occurs to me, and again, gross, how he doesn't do this with Cassie, who A, we know is a bit mm-hmm. of a tomboy, and two, also is black. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of just like he views Cassie as like sweet, innocent, unthreatening Cassie, his fucking yeah. mistake. Yeah. But Rachel is this, as everyone likes to describe, she's like this model beautiful tall blonde mm-hmm. the i the ideal of yeah. like teen beauty if you want to yeah. want to phrase it that way the thing that he is a teenage boy is supposed to want yeah it's she she is the kind of girl that rejects people like him yeah right? for the, mm-hmm very justified reasons but to that person yeah 
There's, there's a reason why girls like Rachel die first in horror movies, or girls yeah. who look like Rachel, mm-hmm. I should say. And like, yeah. we'll we'll call out um, Joss Whedon as much as we need to, but that's mm-hmm. part of what made Buffy so revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And when I think about like the Animorphs coming out around the time Buffy was airing, and Rachel not being maybe that surprising as this beautiful athletic blonde that kicks ass. Mm-hmm. I feel it was still not common. Yeah, it wasn't. So, yeah. It's especially for this age range because Buffy yes. was for a slightly higher age range. Absolutely. Um and like you had tomboy girls who were maybe okay with fighting like George and the Famous 5 and Christy and the Babysitters Club mm-hmm. and like and other things like that, but yeah, having somebody be both those two things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like the the discrepancy between how he treats Rachel and how he treats Cassie is like he doesn't he doesn't see Cassie as a threat at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, like whenever he talks about um the the group and like who the the threats are, Cassie is never on his list. Uh-huh. Um, and I I don't I think I remember at the in the last one when he was talking about like the clique in the animorphs he's talking about rachel and marco and jake yeah and doesn't include cassie in that because Mm -hmm. she's not one of the quote-unquote cool kids yeah he i think we said at the time she doesn't fit the mold of the bullies who make Mm -hmm. his life miserable Mm -hmm. but also she's like he doesn't treat her like this like he's still misogynistic and racist towards her yes um in his dismissiveness of her. Yeah. Um, but like, he doesn't treat her like this because he doesn't see her as an object of attraction that yeah. should belong to him. That's what I was going to say. He wouldn't ask Cassie out. So, yes. ergo, he's not already imagining the rejection in his head and, that, and exactly. is mad about it. Yeah. He doesn't feel the, the same entitlement. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so so two hours later, um, um, and he's like, and Rachel's like, he's either gone or he's stuck in whatever shitty tiny morph he went in. So mm-hmm. uh, he heads over to Jake's house, um, which is like heaving with people because Sadler's family are there, mm-hmm. and she and Jake's the one that opens the door, thankfully, but she just like grabs him by the shirt uh, and pulls him out into the porch, shocking both of them. Mm-hmm. And explains to him that David was in her bathroom. Mm-hmm. And um, and Jake's just like, in morph? I, of course in morph. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Rachel's like freaking out a little, uh, understandably. Mm-hmm. And Jake says the worst thing, in my opinion, because he tells her to calm down and I would have punched him. <laughs> I react very poorly to being told to calm down. Yeah. Um, but he explains, look, the whole family's here. We're going to head to see Sadler. Tom is here, who we know is a controller. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, this whole scene between these two is tense. Yeah. And it, it gets expounded upon later, but because here they get interrupted. Mm. But for now, like she, she explains to him, he was a morph. He may have been a flea. He may have been on me. And Jake's kind of like, yeah, okay, I guess we can expect that kind of thing. Which, like, Jake does not understand the implications of this. Because he's a boy. Right. 
like he gets okay this is he was in your house this is really dangerous he doesn't get the implication the implication the skin crawling of it like yeah. the the horror of it mm-hmm. um Rich just and, like he made me his target did you expect that and mm-hmm. jake's like what do you mean it's just like i mean it's personal between me and him and i think you know why it's personal and he's just like, look, we all stand together, Rachel. You know that. He's like, do I? Nice job of standing up for me before. And he's like, when? And she like lays it out. And he's just like, it was a combat situation, Rachel. What did you expect me to say? Um, and before uh, Rachel can reply, uh, Jake's dad comes out mm-hmm. and uh, invites uh, Rachel to come with them. And she agrees. Um, and when when they're on their own again, Rachel asks Jake if she thought David was lying, and he doesn't look at her. Mm-hmm. He like turns away and goes, "It doesn't matter what I think, Rachel." Uh, it's like you know what, you know something, Jake. You're you are becoming a real leader. You even have the whole hypocrisy thing down. Uh, tell your dad I changed my mind, and she starts to walk away. And he he follows her. And he's like, what's bothering you? And she's just like, what, aside from the fact that I've never been so tired, aside from the fact that Rachel's out, uh, that David's out to get me, what's bothering me? Yeah, aside from those things. I mean, I know you, Rachel. She's like, yeah, you sure do. And, and Jake's just like, look, I don't have time for 20 questions. And this is when Rachel, like, point blank asks him, when you were going after David and you sent Axe for help, why did you tell him to get me and not Cassie or Marco? Jake looked surprised. He shrugged. I don't know. I guess I thought you were closest. Wrong. Try again. Jake flushed angrily, but then I saw the beginning of a rueful smile. I thought David had killed Tobias. I thought he might kill me. I wanted firepower. I see. You wanted me for my morphs. It was a good answer. It could have almost been true. Okay, so when we come down to the second question... What did you think I would say to David yesterday in the cafeteria? Why did you let me go after him? Jake's rueful smile became sadder. For a long time, he didn't speak. I guess. And then they're interrupted again. Yeah. I think we get here, Jake looks surprised. Uh, He shrugged. And on first read, it sounds like he's surprised at the question like as if he hadn't thought about the answer to this question he's surprised he's being called out i think he's surprised that rachel doesn't already know the answer Ooh, even better and or that rachel is calling him out on it um because she should know why because she should know why right like he mm-hmm. he's surprised that she's questioning this at all um, yeah, because it's the way of things. Right. And because uh, she frequently does get that. Mm-hmm. But this is like the most explicit manifestation of that to this point. Yeah. And then and then we get, uh, you know, she says, wrong, try again, and he gets angry. And it's because he realizes, ah, oh, yes, she does actually know the answer to this question. She just wants to hear me say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and so he gets angry and then he's like alright well we'll play this game uh, and so he feeds her another lie 
it's a half truth to be fair but like he's he's kind of recognizing what they're doing here uh and it's just like oh these two kids mhm uh and the entire time that they're driving to the hospital Rachel is going over this conversation in her mind um she's like maybe it was true maybe it was just about the morphs i do have the strongest morphs of all of us um especially compared to david's lion uh maybe that's all there was to it maybe my cousin didn't see me as some crazed femme nikita killer uh but i'd have to wait and hear his answer to my second question jake had said it was a combat situation rachel what did you expect me to do stop and explain to david explain to everyone that david was lying but i knew one thing for sure jake was lying he knew what david had accused me of was true not for the first time i looked at jake and wondered what he had become he was sitting there looking like any other kid stuck in any other boring minivan if you saw him walk down the street you might think oh there's a nice looking guy but you wouldn't see half of what there was to jake but then i guess that's true of everyone you can never be sure whether the pretty blonde lugging a pair of bulging express bags through the mall is just another sweet ditzy harmless mall rat or me uh and then they arrive at the hospital and it's a children's hospital and we get an extremely depressing description of it mm-hmm. uh Sadler is in the pediatrics intensive care, the hospital room from hell. Uh, and Sadler looks really bad. Um, we get a similar kind of mentality that we have seen from Rachel before in terms of her views on death and quote-unquote usefulness um we've seen this we saw this before a bit in her musings on uh, the man who attempted suicide in book 17 mm-hmm. we also i i sort of feel there's a little bit of trying to show her compassion as mm-hmm. well like uh, although we have this counter about like 95 percent of the patients that come into the PICU do come out fine, but she, or she's, she's looking at Sadler and how helpless he looks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a very deliberate choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get the line, uh, okay, I believe in mercy killing. Yeah. Which is an uh-huh. interesting line to have in there given stuff that comes later. Uh-huh. In my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, but nobody's being optimistic about, uh, no, sad. No. Um, but I, uh, is this where this happens? Yeah. Um, but Sadler had a, uh, an episode had a crash, heart crash. Mm-hmm. That's not how that's described. I'm sure it's been a while since I've watched any medical dramas. Um, and the doctor was convinced that Sadler was going to be gone within the hour. Um, mm-hmm. But something happened with the elevator and it jammed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it came to, the elevator was working again uh, and they rushed Sadler to surgery again and he opened his eyes and said, hi. And at this point, Sadler's mother loses it. Yep. 
um, and goes in the room and Sadler's sitting up in bed. Looks healthy. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, this is a miracle. There's nothing wrong with him. Nothing. No broken yeah. bones, all healed, no internal injuries, no bruises. And like the family's reacting to this. And I like Rachel's observation of the doctor who is pissed off because he doesn't understand what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone is like, all the family members are like over the moon, elated, as they would be. Like mm-hmm. their son is okay. Um, but then Rachel catches side, sight of Jake, who is beyond pissed, rage barely concealed. And Rachel hasn't necessarily connected the dot just yet. And Jake says one word, and I knew, and Rachel doesn't knew what she'd been too blind to see. This was no miracle. David. And we have this conversation where it's like, so you think David Moff Sadler? And Jake's like, I know he did, because he mentioned Sadler to the whole group, and David's eyes lit up. Um, and uh, didn't think of it much of the time. Everyone was busy. Um, and like, they were, yeah, David needed a life. Um, and Jake points out, yeah, so what? Uh, he lives in Morph. He stays mm-hmm. in him one, two hours. Yeah, he can just go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his parents are clearly going to be so happy, or the Sadler's parents are going to be so happy that he's okay. They're not going to question anything weird mm-hmm. if he's different. And anyway, Sadler had always been a jerk. Yeah. Um, and then Rachel asks the question of where's Sadler? And Jake's like, guess we'll have to ask David. And, and what we were saying about cruelty, like David here is, this is so utterly loathsome. Yeah. Not just the act of what he has done, but what he continues to do in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, David takes a break, goes to the bathroom to demorph and remorph. Uh, and he passes deliberately by Jake and Rachel. Cousin Jake, cousin Rachel, I'm glad you're here. Really, really glad. For a brief moment, no one else was within hearing. You won't get away with this, I said. I won't? I already have. And what are you going to do? The real Sadler was toast. Now these nice people will have their son back. So, what are you going to do about it? He started to walk away, then turned back, as if he had some funny secret to impart. I'll take the blue box, cousins. Bring it to me. You have 24 hours, starting now. He laughed, loudly enough for all to hear. So they all laughed, too, giddy from the fact that unbearable tragedy had missed them. And Jake says, we have to plan right now because we're never going to know whether we're being watched by David or listened to by David. But right now we know exactly where he is. And just like. The implication here is that David. Jumped the elevator as it was headed down to surgery. And he says here, Sadler was toast. Implying that Sadler was dying, David saw that, made sure that Sadler died uh, after he acquired him, and then just took his place. 
theoretically, the real Saddler, I think, I don't, I don't think it's ever explicitly stated, but I think it's really pretty firm fanon that, like, he threw Saddler's body down the elevator shaft. Like, like where else is it going to be? Where else is it going to be? It may be on top of the elevator, but, like, yeah. Like, this motherfucker doesn't hurt humans. Sure. You know, you know that this motherfucker sat there and was like, oh, well, he's dead anyway. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> he might as well be dead already. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's just, oh, Jake, just, oh, yeah, sorry, go on. No, just, just the manipulation of so many people. Mm-hmm. Without a single care, without any remorse whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they hear like, okay, so we need to plan. Yeah. But Jake doesn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. And Rachel's like, what? And she's like, well, what do you think we should do? And um, Rachel's just like, I don't know what you're getting at. And you know what? I don't like, I don't think I like what you're thinking about me. And Jake's like, what's that about? You never answer me before, Jake. I want to know. When David left the cafeteria and I started after him and Cassie said no and you said to let me go, what exactly did you think I would do or say to David? And Jake nods and she's like, oh, that's what this is about. Yeah, oh, that's what this is about. What did you expect me to do to David? Did you think I was going to kill him? Did you? Is that why you let me go after him? Is that why you sent acts for me? Because you think I'm some kind of violent nut you can call them whenever you need some dirty work done. Uh, and the, the, it gets heated yeah. between them. And Re- Jake's trying to explain, like, everyone has his strengths and weaknesses. And Rachel's almost yelling, just like, and my strength is being some kind of crazy killer. I didn't say that. You did not not say it. Okay, fine, Rachel. You want to do this? Fine. I think you're the bravest member of the group. I think in a bad fight, I'd rather have you with me than anyone else. But yeah, Rachel, I think there's something pretty dark down inside you. I think you're the only one of us who would be disappointed if all this ended tomorrow. Cassie hates all this. Marco has personal reasons for being in this war. Axe just wants to go home and fight Yerk with his own people. Tobias, who knows what Tobias wants anymore? But you, Rachel, you love it. It's what makes you so brave. It what makes you, it's what makes you so dangerous to the Yerks. I let his words blow past me. I heard them. I'd feel them later, but I didn't want to feel them right then. You think I'd go, you did think I'd go kill David the other day. My God. No, I thought you'd scare him. I thought you'd say the things it took to scare him. I thought you'd say whatever you had to. And I thought that of any of us, David would be the most likely to fear you. And Jake goes on to explain that um, he worries about her more than the other, any of the others except Tobias. And this, and he goes on, and this is what Danielle and I were discussing earlier, about the way Rachel is viewed by the others. And how um, he doesn't know if she's going to be able to go back, as it were. Mm. Yeah, specifically he says, I feel like this war is to you like booze is to an alcoholic. And then Rachel laughs and says, you worry about me? 
What do you think you're going to do? Jake, you're a leader now. You make life and death decisions all the time. You've learned to do that. And, I added bitterly, you've learned to use people. You use them for their strengths and their weaknesses. Worry about me? Like when all this is over, you'll go back to being a mediocre basketball player and a decent student? You're not even in high school yet, and you're the most wanted person in the Yurk Empire. Visser Three would trade his blade ship for your head on a stick. I'm not going to lose it, Jake, I said, staring down at the polished linoleum. Maybe you're right. Maybe I do kind of get off on it all, but I still know where the line is, and I won't cross it. I am not some kind of nut. I know what I'm doing. Jake nodded. I know you do, but everyone draws their own line. Cassie's is in one place. Marco's is somewhere else's. Yours is in another. Mine. He made a failed attempt at a smile. For example, see, I used to think my line was drawn at using my friend, my cousin, to do my dirty work. Guess that turned out not to be true. Sorry, Rachel. I have no idea why I did what happened next, because I'm really not that kind of person. But I hugged Jake, and he hugged me back. And then he whispered in my ear, Okay, now let's figure out how we take this creep down. You know it, cousin, I said. Heartbreaking children's literature. God. It's just... We know that this is specifically what Jake is afraid of for himself as well. Mm-hmm. Because we've heard him talk about it with Marco. Yeah. And think about it in his own books. And just like I wrote in the doc, Jake and Rachel looking at each other over the gulf of what they each used to be. Hmm. And this is what I meant when I said, like, they both... They both recognize exactly what has happened to each other and maybe they can't accept that for themselves but they accept that for the other person mm. and rely on the other person for that and in accepting the other person they free up that other person to do what needs to be done mm -hmm. And it's like, I hate Jake for this, but also just like, I can, I can also feel for him yeah. because he's, he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. He's, no. he's trying his best, um, and muddling along because he, he has, no one to turn to to figure out how to do what he's doing. The thing that he didn't ask to do. Yeah. And re recognizing that he is in the same way that Rachel can kind of recognize that she is going down a dark path and she is terrified of it. The same thing goes for Jake. Mm -hmm. Except that he is less likely to fight against it. Mm -hmm. Part of me wonders if that's why Rachel hugs him. Yeah. I also, there's something about like the fact that he acknowledges to her 
mm-hmm. yeah, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, and I didn't think it would be something I did, but I am. And, I, and he expresses regret to her. Mm-hmm. Like he apologizes and that doesn't fix it. But I think, at least speaking, my, if somebody said to me, I don't like that I've done this, but I have, and I'm sorry that I have to. Mm-hmm. It's like he knows what he's doing and he doesn't like it. Just like Rachel doesn't like some of the thoughts she had. And I think knowing that it isn't an easy thing for him to do, yeah. she can understand it. Because mm-hmm. at least it's like, oh, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay, let, let's be coming from the same place then. Yeah. I honestly think this is all she really wanted from this conversation from Jake. Yeah. Like, she may not have gone into it knowing that that's what she wanted, but... You know, we we see her in these other instances being like, what do I want Jake to say to me? Like, do I want him to say, like, yes, I see something dark inside of you. And it's like, yeah, you actually, you do want him to say that. You want him to acknowledge exactly what he's doing. Because he does understand. And it's like, if he acknowledges it, then it's real. Yeah. And he is still accepting that of her. He's saying, yeah, it scares me, but he isn't saying, yeah, I worry about you. He's never once saying, I think less of you for it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want you by my side. Yep. And just recognizing, recognizing that this is necessary and that he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Like, okay, like I am, I am in some ways giving up a lot of myself for this or changing myself for this um in her eyes giving up some of her humanity mm-hmm. but it's for a reason it's not just oh he thinks i'm crazy it's no he specifically chose me because he needs me to be this and also like that acknowledgement of she's not the only one losing yeah something of herself yeah they they both are Mm -hmm. they're both gonna come out of things different yeah and in that instance they're not on their own Uh, misery Mm -hmm. loves company and all that Mm -hmm. uh so we cut to the barn and everything from this chapter onwards is a bit of a farce. Mm-hmm. They're all acting a role. And it's not obvious that that's what they're doing at first. Um, and as a child, it took me way longer to catch on. Way longer. <laughs> like, like, um, and But basically, they're here. They're, Jake and Rachel are like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. And Marco just being like, what are you talking about? They stage a big fight. Uh, they stage everyone turning on Rachel and basically being like, why are you giving up? Like, ah, we knew you were just a coward uh, at the end that, you know, he's humiliated you. Um, and we need to just, we need to just give up. We need to just give him the box and let him get out of our lives. Um, and uh 
Tobias isn't present. We get uh, Marco talking about how uh, David has killed Tobias. And Child Me was extremely confused by this. Because Child mm-hmm. Me was like, but they know that Tobias is alive. <laughs> I don't understand. Because Child Me was fucking dense. Don't be <laughs> mean to Child Danielle. <laughs> they were trying. <laughs> um, but we get, we get this uh, realization that Axe has taken it apart and uh, hidden the pieces separately. So that they can carry the parts and morph. And Cassie's like, yeah, so we had to morph rats. Um, Rachel helped me uh, to take the pieces and hide them where we needed to because we could only carry one small component at a time. Um, and Jake's like, all right, so I'll see David. I'll bring him a rat. Um, and... It'll be easy because he's actually staying in my room. Uh, And so uh, Jake is like, yeah, so I'm on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) He can have my fucking room. I'm not sleeping in the same place as him. (laughs) Rightly so. And Jake just fucking like, I don't want to share a planet with him. Although I'll tell you all one thing. I wish it had worked out with David. Whatever else you can say about him, he's smart, brave, and ingenious. Jesus Christ. Like, and it's like, oh, this is all, like I said, this is all a farce. They are all performing these parts. And as we said before, they are all assuming that David is listening all the time. Like when they don't physically see him as Sadler somewhere, they are assuming that he's in morph listening to them. Uh, which is a good assumption as we find out. But like, Jesus they're Christ. playing. <laughs> laying it on so thick at the end they, there they're laying it on so thick and david doesn't fucking bat an eye at it but i suppose that's like of the uh incident when he killed that bird mm-hmm. and uh what was it jake or mike was just like don't say anything i know yeah. don't say anything and everyone was just like bigging him up and he's like yeah i am the shit like yeah he's got an ego he does think he's the best and the smartest he's like ah finally these peasants are recognizing my greatness yeah now i don't think this would have worked earlier in the book but now that he has what he thinks is a checkmate Mm -hmm. like he he already thinks he's won yes and so he's like yes they are acting exactly how they should be acting they are defeated exactly um so uh Tobias confirms that he's pretty sure that David was in the barn listening because he watched a golden eagle leave. Um mm-hmm. uh and then morphed rattlesnake. Um and I like this because I like this conversation between Marco and Cassie and Tobias. Um, Just like Cassie congratulating his choice of rattlesnake. They're poisonous, have good senses, move fast. If, say, a red-tailed hawk tried to try and eat him, he could use his fangs. And Tobias is like, he's not worried about red tails. I'm dead, remember? (laughs) Uh, When he was an eagle morph, he saw me. He just assumed I was an innocent hawk flying around. (laughs) Like, again... David doesn't pay attention enough to think 
about any of this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they, Jake calls around, confirms that David is in fact impersonating Sadler, uh, as they're having this meeting. Um, <laughs> we get a brief humorous conversation talking about different clothing and like why sunny days are better, better than rainy days. Um, but they head out. Uh, they all morph. Well, they all morph human. X morphs human. Everyone else is already human. And <laughs> they head to meet with David um, at a, a public place. They meet him in a Taco Bell. This whole time as they're they're having these conversations, this isn't for nothing. They are actively working on whatever their contraption is that they don't actually tell us. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we see what they're talking about. We only hear what they're mm -hmm. talking about. We don't get any descriptions of what they're doing. Yes. Yes. Some good storytelling shit. I yep. like it. Yeah. Even Axe was trying to keep the pointless blather going. Even he didn't want to think too much about what was happening, what would happen. It's all very heavy on the foreshadowing mm. um and like you're aware that something is being kept from you but you don't know what yeah um uh and we do get the idea that they're not planning to kill david because rachel says that whatever this is it better work because it's as awful as it this is, the only alternative is worse. It has to work. It has to work. Or we, all of us, I added with emphasis, we will have to become killers. Uh, which, they're already killers. Mm -hmm. They kill pork bajir daily. But, you know, whatever. Um, they meet in a Taco Bell. Uh, and they are, they're all kind of separate sitting around marco's with cassie axe and human morph is with rachel jake is kind of loitering around the counter looking like he can't decide what to order uh uh <laughs> we have humorous axe as a human eating hot sauce and uh and a lot of food and a lot of food just Including tacos burritos nachos uh, packets of hot sauce and the bag they came in <laughs> um and just like not not paying attention to words like she's trying to explain how spicy hot is different from temperature hot but she isn't really explaining it at all and he's trying to ask questions he's like all right let it go forget it drop it mm -hmm. and so he just drops the tray you know that good <laughs> thing and then sadler comes in david uh he swaggered in like he owned the world and everything in it. I so wanted to wipe that smirk off his face, but that wasn't in the script. My role was to seem chastised, beaten down, defeated, and humiliated. That's what we figured he'd want. That's what would make him happy. Uh, da David smirked at Jake, then he brushed past him and came over to sit down across from me. You can leave, he told Axe. This is a humans-only section. And Jake, like, nods and Axe leaves. And it's just like, oh my god, I hate this motherfucker so fucking much. 
You know, like, I, I really feel like I was just going to cram in just some more reasons to make this fucker do. Yeah, they have to be really sure that we hate him. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and then we get this conversation, which, like, uh, it will come to uh, fruition here in a minute that it, this is Cassie's plan. Cassie came up with everything. Cassie has this motherfucker so pegged. Yeah, she like, has him to write. Read, read to write, as they say. She has him, she knows him explicit, like, down to the fucking everything. She knows him inside and out. And he's so narcissistic that as soon as the Animorphs start to act how he expects them to, he believes it. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into, like, what I think about Cassie's headspace was in mm-hmm. a bit because I think it's really good. Um, but suffice to say that I think because we saw last book that she's like, you know, I don't really know what to think about David, blah, blah, blah. I think as soon as she allowed herself to think about David as a bad person, mm-hmm. everything fell into place. Yeah. Because when you're trying to, that makes sense. Like, because when you're trying to like figure out, like, from one perspective, like, like a seeing eye pit, like three D picture or whatever, that I can't see what this is, and then you just change your positions. Like, oh, oh, now I see it. Because, like you say, mm-hmm. she gave herself permission mm-hmm. to to reassess the person he is. Because after what nineteen, kind of he is. she's trying to. Yeah. Find alternative ways to approach things. This and is so sure she an wanted to believe. Yeah. She wanted to believe better of David. Yeah. But when she was shown evidence that she couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to read this bit here uh, in case he didn't hate David enough. <laughs> um, so, David said, we meet again, Rachel. Excuse me. I'm not involved in this, I said. I started to get up to leave. David reached across and grabbed my arm. What's the matter, Rachel? You don't like me? Rachel's not involved, David. It's Cassie who hid the box. She'll show you where it is. I don't think so, David said. I think Rachel is the guide I want. She doesn't know the way. David laughed. He laughed exactly like Sadler. That's a lie. Rachel knows. No, I don't, I said weakly. Don't be an idiot, Rachel, Jake fumed. David knows he must have been in the barn. Jake Jake looked like he was suddenly furious at the beans Axe had left behind. He swiped at them with his hand. A couple of globules of the brown goo landed on my arm. Jake did not apologize. He just glared at me balefully. David leaned forward, suddenly all business. Okay, here's the deal. Rachel takes me to the box, and all of you will follow, staying back at least a thousand feet. You want us to follow you? Jake asked incredulously. Of course. How else will I know where you are? Jake made a show of looking confused. Rachel will lead me to the box. You each will be there, right where I can see you, out of morph. Then Rachel and I go in. Then Rachel and I go in, get the box, and we all say a tearful farewell. You go on fighting Yerks, I go get rich. Jake nodded. But I said, I can't go in there with him. I don't trust him. He could... Rachel, Jake said, dripping disgust. You know, I always thought there was a coward hiding deep down inside all that tough talk of yours. Just do it. You want to remain an Animorph? You'll follow orders. I nodded, meek and afraid. David searched my face through Sadler's eyes. Was he suspicious? 
Had I overplayed my part? Then he reached across and smeared the refried beans down the sleeve of my shirt and laughed. So I did something I don't do much. I started to cry.